This week's two-parter is an adult story for mature listeners. If that's not your cup of tea, or if there are youngsters listening, you can skip these and there'll be new stories for you next week. You're listening to The Voice of Dog. I'm Kaki, your faithful fireside companion. And today's story is the first of two parts of I'm Just Your Stud by Dirt Coyote, who, when he's not causing all sorts of trouble on Twitter, is writing a novel, a novella, and short fairy fiction. Find him at Dirt Coyote on Twitter for future updates. Please enjoy I'm Just Your Stud by Dirt Coyote, part one of two. Ah, good morning, world. I stir a little, getting wrapped up tighter in my sheets. Good night, world. I'm ready to go back to sleep, but the sun's been creeping in and cooking my room. Late risers like me benefit from some AC in the house, but that don't exactly come standard in the communal apartments I'm staying in. Now, all I got is my dinky ceiling fan, and I don't leave it on at night because it gets too cold then. Guess it wasn't meant to be. And a person like me can spend all day slumbering, but it ain't my day off, and I've got people to do. I get out of bed, and a not-so-warm shower wakes me up for the rest of the day. Slipping on a pair of tight jeans over my pink thong, I grab a white t-shirt, and I step outside in the shared kitchen. Light conversation and a hot coffee offset the cold water in my fur, and I'm ready to go. Ding! What do you know? Just in time for me to finish my drink, and work is ringing me. Now my day's really starting up, but I'm feeling pretty good. I pull out my phone and click on the notification for the Stud app sitting on top. While it loads, the screen flashes the Stud logo, a tacky-looking mess where the S is supposed to be a raised tailor or something. We get it. I'm a sex worker, though they ask all of us to refer to ourselves as studs. That might sound cute to some of the higher-ups, but I don't mind being called a hustler or an escort. I'm a professional at the end of the day, and I'm good at my job. I've got all my shots, so I don't have to worry about picking up anything other than fleas, which, embarrassingly, I've gotten not once, not twice, but four times now. But that was back when I was just starting and jobs took me to shitty motels along the outstretches of town. Now that I've maintained a 4.95 average monthly rating, I'm one of the first guys you see when you turn on the app, and I don't take any hookups in the seedy places no more. When you deal with me, you better be cleaned, groomed, and have a fresh set of sheets. All the fleas. A flash and the screen lights up, throwing up a map along with a picture of a male tiger. Hey there, handsome. He looks to be in his early 40s or has just taken damn good care of himself. Shop dressed in a midnight blue pinstripe suit and a striking red tie, he's dressed to the nines and got on a devilishly charming smile. I read the requested services and think it over for a second. He ain't asking for too much, but he's in the middle of the city and it's a Friday. I'm going to have to take the train, which means once I'm out there, there ain't no coming back early unless I want to waste the fare. Ah, fuck it. City's better business anyway, and I shouldn't be taking so many half days. Rent ain't much, but I still owe it, and I don't want to be dipping into my savings just because I'd rather be playing video games instead of earning cash. I click accept and give him my time frame for showing up. It's well within the slide he's given me, and before I finish looping a rainbow set of earrings in, he's already agreed. Money in the bank. Getting down the high-speed rail is a short walk from my building, and I arrive at the terminal just in time to catch the 1025 in. With a touch of my ID card to the turnstiles, the gate lets me in, and I hurry to a spot toward a cab in the back. I take the city in for a second, coming out of the station, observing the glass and steel buildings surrounding me. It's beautiful, but expensive and way out of my league. Seriously, condos are like 
10 grand a month, so I better off moving along. Also, my tiger's waiting for me, and I ain't ever once been late for an appointment. Like I said, 4.95 average, and part of that is punctuality. Actually, I'm sitting at 4.97 right now, and so long as I keep it over 4.96, all the customer sees is a perfect 5.0. With my backpack of goodies slung over my shoulder, I mosey on down the street until I find the right building. There's directions from the tiger in the app about what floor he's on and which hallway to walk down, but it's all pretty straightforward. As I stroll into the reception area, I'm greeted by a mayor who's got a beautifully toothy equine smile that almost literally lights up the room. I wave and introduce myself. Hello, yes, I'm Mr. Yardley's 1115. And the smile is gone. She doesn't even need to see the stud logo on my backpack to know who I am. She mutters for me to follow without any of that same politeness I was given just a second ago. Don't get mad at me, sweetheart, I'm just doing my job. By the way she's sizing me up, I can sense a bit of jealousy. She probably had my job up until HR got a whiff of what was going on in the back rooms. Ain't my fault policy's got a problem with management fucking the receptionist, but turns a blind eye at letting me walk up in there to handle some workday stress. Heck, I'm probably on the company guard. At least she holds the door open for me as I step into his corner office. He's got one finger up for me and I can't tell if he's in the middle of a conference call or a panic attack. Taking my time to get comfortable, I lock the door behind me and shutter the windows facing out to the rest of the office while he click-clacks away at the keyboard. About a minute of this and I'm getting antsy waiting on him. Maybe I should start stripping off some clothes all sexy-like to encourage him to speed things the fuck up. I can tell his call is wrapping up, so I lean into the desk and give him googly eyes until he hangs up. Sorry about that. He apologizes to me stiffly before slouching in his chair, exhausted. Meetings all day, and I just really need something to take the edge off. No problem. Clothes on or clothes off? On. Gotta wrap this up fast before my next call. Clothes on it is. Mine at least. I sit my back down onto a leather love seat while he adjusts himself in chair. Guy's loaded, or at least his company is. The dark cherry wood desk and matching credenza behind him accents the plush red carpet neatly. I glance to the windows facing outside, but there's no curtains. Some people enjoy having an audience for people to appreciate my work. But, like the others, he doesn't seem to give a rat's ass. He's just waiting for me patiently as I walk around the desk and rest my rump on its edge. The tiger's wearing a suit, just like the one in his profile picture, but no tie today. Instead, he's popped open the top button of his shirt and pulling off a few more to show me some chest fur. Not gonna lie, but I've got a preference for big predators and he's kind of getting me going too. What can I say? Little opossums such as myself like a big man to take care of them every now and then. White fur drapes out and he touches a paw to sternum, stroking himself while he waits. Oh, right. I guess I got a job to do, don't I? There's no part in it for me to be enjoying myself, so I need to focus up and get going. He ain't making a move to his crotch, so I guess he's expecting me to work for it. That's okay. That's why I'm getting paid. Down on my knees, I grab hold of his pants button and shimmy it loose before unzipping his fly. Guy's got on some brass silk boxers, so he definitely either planned this from the start of his day or traded into them at some point. That, or maybe he just likes the feel, I guess. They're gaudy as hell, and honestly, it's just kind of in my way. Let's get a look-see. I reach up and wrap both paws into his waistband, careful not to pull any fur, as I tug them all the way down. Ah, heck, he's a big guy. That's the problem with these apps. 
Customers get to know every single detail about me before they place their order. But I just get to go off services requested, a profile pic, and a map. It doesn't make sense if you ask me, but it's nothing I can't handle. I'd rather not start my day off with a sore jaw, but I've trained for this, and it's certainly not the biggest cock I've choked down. Bar wrapped around a shaft, I stroke up and down along his nine inches of barbs until I can get some pre going. Working his pre into his sensitive skin, I slicken him up before reaching forward and giving him a long kiss over his red tip. That earns me several new pearls that I lap up greedily. He likes that. Hopefully his doors are thicker than they look, cause he's purring like he's got a V8 hiding in his chest. Panting myself, I'm inhaling all of his scent, and it's making my eyes see stars. I can barely hold myself back before I wrap my lips around his shaft and run my tongue in circles around his length. He puts a paw to the back of my head and helps guide me down his cock. Eh, careful with the claws there, tough guy. Don't want to go damaging company property. Alright, I shouldn't joke like that, but he's really digging those tips into my skull. Looking up, I clear my throat, and he gets it instantly. Must be a regular problem because he removes his paw altogether and settles it on the armrest. Before I keep going, though, I noticed him reach his other paw to his desk, slapping something down against the wood before relaxing himself. Oh, <laughs> don't think I don't know what you're doing, buddy. But that's beside my business, so I get to work. With my tongue expertly running down the veins of his shaft, I glide my muzzle up and down his length. His fat head just barely fits in my throat, flaring up to deposit more pre in my gullet. It throbs inside my muzzle, but I keep it clear from my teeth and my rhythm steady. My paws fondle his balls, playing with the heavy white orbs between my fingers. He really wants to grab me and slam me down. I can hear his claws digging curves into the plastic underneath. Eh, good thing he won't have to, because I go down myself, taking an all of his shaft until it hilts right into the back of my throat. My muzzle isn't quite long enough to hold his entire dick, but I angle myself so he can continue to push deep into me. Moans and whimpers escape out into the office, and there's no doubt in my mind everyone on the other side of that door knows what's going on. Fuck. Only his moans for warning, he slams a fist into his chair, and I feel cum splash out straight into my gut. Holy crap, he really was pent up. I'm taken aback, forced to drink up as much as I can before it can shoot out of my nostrils. My lips wrap around him tightly, keeping everything inside as I drag his head back into my mouth. It continues to spurt calm against my tongue, but I gulp it down faster than it comes out. I suckle on his tip to drain his balls of every last drop. Don't want to ruin that pretty suit he's got on. When he finally settles down, I open my maw wide so he can see his cock balancing neatly on my tongue. A few drops puddle up, but he's not quite paying attention. The tiger's eyes are half open, staring off into space before he slowly comes to when I lap up what he's left for me. Licking him clean, I help his shaft back into his boxers and pull them up for him. Didn't miss a single drop. Wow, you're really good, he mutters as I get to my feet. I know. Okay, I'm more modest than that. I thank him for the compliment, and I wish him best of luck with his meetings for the rest of the day. Still bathing in his afterglow, he mostly just waves me out and makes some mention of a tip. Not a bad way to kick off my day. And my jaw isn't feeling a quarter as bad as I thought it might feel. As I leave his office, though, I notice the picture frame knocked over on his desk. Right. Walking out of the office, I pull my phone out and say some nice things to the receptionist on my way out. She wishes me a bright rest of my day, so I guess no hard feelings. Well, for her. 
I bring up my stud app, and when it loads, there's five empty stars ready for me to fill out. I give him three and click the send button. Now, you might be asking what went wrong, but nothing went wrong. I don't work with cheetahs. No, not cheetahs. I ain't no speciesist. Adulterers. It's not that I have any problems with what anyone wants to do in their free time. Well, that's not true. It's a little scummy, and I'm not a big fan of it. But not only that, it's also bad for my health. There was one time I was pounding away at this Twinkie Wolf when his six-foot-five rabbit boyfriend comes barging into the room. Starts screaming and swinging at me, and I have to practically dive out a window, and nothing but my jonies. Never again. Out of curiosity, I check his score, and lo and behold, he's still sitting at the 4.9 I walked in with. He must be ordering studs quite a bit for my rate not to shift his average even a tenth of a point. That's all right, though, because the three stars just guarantees that I'll never show up in his app again. Some other boy can do their dealings with him, and that ain't none of my business. Stepping out into the street again, I remember exactly where in the fight I am, and I get excited. There's a killer froyo spot just a couple alleys up, and I haven't had them in a full week. Strawberry banana with granola and almonds is almost making my mouth water until... Ding! My shoulders drop, and I look at my phone. Of course, high-dollar client making a request for services rendered ASAP, and he's deep into the city. So if I want to make it, i got to hop onto the nearest bus. Sorry, tummy. Guess it wasn't meant to be. I accept the request and spin around in a circle to orient myself before remembering a bus stop near me. The driver opens the door just in time for me to arrive. Taxes on those condos I mentioned early pay my fare, so all I give the German shepherd behind the wheel is a smile. Ooh la la. He catches the rainbow set of earrings I got on and gives me this lusty smile. Sorry, fella, but I'm on the clock. But you can buy me that drink any other time. I pick a spot where I can look out the window, my muzzle almost pressed to the glass. The bus prepares its slow climb to the heights, and I fixate on the buildings passing by. Skyscrapers break for complexes as we move through the inner city. Those apartments might be within my budget, but they're soulless and kind of run down. I was lucky enough to get the tiny commune I'm in, though I think they accepted my application mostly for my prior work experience. Right, I should probably mention that. Back in the sticks, before I was getting ordered around by an algorithm, I used to be a kindergarten teacher. Who'd have thunk? Actually, second thought, fuck you, pal. I was damn good at my job and the Cubs loved me. I'm great with the kids and if the damn district didn't mix up my paperwork when I moved down here, I would be doing that instead. Only reason why I got into this job was that I needed some quick cash and didn't have a car to go driving chumps around all day. Signed up with Stud, found some undiscovered talents, and the rest is history. I guess I could go back to the classroom. Could have reapplied at any point these past two years, but waking up at 5 a.m. wasn't really my thing to begin with. I kind of miss the tyke sometimes, though, and you should see me in my blue checkered shirt and bow tie. Add the glasses, remove the earrings, and I go from sexy mail-order hustler to dorky-ass opossum getting mauled by a dozen noisy brats. I can't think about that now. I jump out about a block away from the client's house. This neighborhood is cushy as hell. White, tightly packed two-story homes stand over the rest of the city like they're looking down their noses at it. I suspect there are a lot of old-money families passing these houses down throughout their lineage. Most of the tech, researcher, and investor folks stick to the places more lively than these quiet parts. He answers almost as soon as I knock, and my jaw just about drops off. He's so much more gorgeous than his profile pic gives him credit for. This snow-white arctic fox is standing in the doorway with nothing but a bathrobe on. 
groomed and scented pleasantly, he stands the exact five foot four as me with a gentle but nervous smile. Fingers tangled up, he greets me and invites me inside bashfully, taking a quick peek outside as if to make sure the neighbors didn't see. Hun, you have no right using an app like this. Go out and get it for free at the clubs like everyone else. I want to tell him that, but then I'd be out of job, and this one is easy money. Also, I get it. Short guys like us get nervous sometimes when we're surrounded by big bustling bulls and hungry-eyed wolves on the prowl. This is easy, and he's got the money to pay for it. So why not get exactly what you want without any of the guesswork of hookups? Besides, this one really knows what he's looking for. Clothes on or clothes off? Uh, would you mind taking yours off, please? Police? Look at that! You got it, champ. I pull my shirt over my head as he leads me down the hall to his bedroom. There's a bench on the end of the bed for me to sit my clothes and backpack on while he sprawls himself out on the bed. Instead of pulling off his bathrobes, he opens it up and shows me his beautiful, cloud-like body over the satin red sheets. His head goes back, the pink tip of his cock poking out of his white fur sheath. Hey, don't get too comfortable, cutie. You got some decisions to make. He ain't so much interested in my package, not that I have a whole lot to offer him. I'm not even hard yet when I fold my shorts and thong onto the bench I'm kneeling on. Even if I was fully erect, I don't come up much larger than four inches, and this boy needs something big in him. Don't worry your cute little head. I brought backup. Reaching into my backpack, I pull out my not-so-tiny team of helpers one by one. In my right paw, there's Timmy the Tiger. In my left paw is Willie the Wolf and Hayden the Horse. Last but not least, I'm holding up Fanny the Fantastical Dragon in my tail for the vulpine to see. They're five, six, eight, and ten inches long, respectively, and get substantially wider the bigger they get. He seems hesitant to make a choice, glossing over them back and forth, but I see the one that he keeps side-glancing to. Gotcha covered, kid. Tossing three of the dildos in my paws into the backpack, I reach one paw across the bed and grab hold of his ankle. Come here, little fella. He slides effortlessly across his satin sheets, squirming slightly and yipping as I bring him all the way to the bed's edge. Ah, don't be so scared. I ain't gonna hurt you. That'd cost you extra. Behind me is the dildo bobbing in the air, waving around tauntingly while I bring lube out and squirt it all over my fingers. With one paw, I grab hold of his emerging shaft, stroking his pink tip and coaxing more out of his sheath. He closes his eyes and murmurs softly as I reach down and finger at his sensitive opening. Whimpers fill the room as his chest lifts and falls in excited anticipation of what's coming next— one finger, no problem. Two, three fingers, still pretty good. Four, five, no biggie. Jeez, the stretching exercises on some of these foxes. All right, buddy, let's do this. My tail brings Fanny over to me like an assistant handing tools to a mechanic. Thank you, nurse. It's heavy in my paws, but definitely not going to be a problem for my cute friend here. Rubbing my paws up and down the length, I get it nice and lobed before lining the pointed reptilian head against his tail hole. That gets a teeny tiny gasp from him and stretches into a long, deep moan by the time it's halfway in. His tongue's dangling out the side of his muzzle, and his eyes are rolled up into the back of his head. The satin sheets are no match for his sharp claws shredding into them. <laughs> Rich kids. Give my right nut to be sleeping on a bed this soft with sheets like that. I push another three inches into him quick, getting a high-pitched squeal from him. 
A little too fast, but he'll survive. With the dildo mostly in him, I can just focus on getting him off. Both my paws work in tandem, one keeping a steady rhythm stroking him up and down while the other pumps the toy in and out of him. My tail joins in, wrapping around his ankle to keep him close as I stuff the fox. I loom over him, reading his pants and whines like a second language only I'm fluent with. Just a teensy bit faster with the strokes. Add some knot squeezes in there. Let the toy drag in him a bit slower. Tickle his soles with the tip of my tail and suddenly, bam! His knots knot slaps against the bottom of my chin with an audible splat. Whoops. Guess I should be careful where I aim this thing. Angling him upwards, I let this fox frost himself in icing while I continue to ride out his orgasm. From the expression of shock on his muzzle, even he's surprised I got him to come so fast. He doesn't try questioning it as he leans back into his bed and lets the afterglow set in. Oh, that was fantastic. You're really good. He lets out like a sigh. You hear that? I've started a trend. I accept the compliment and give him one of my own, remarking about the jizz he's left slammed on my muzzle. He chuckles and apologizes, but before I can begin to get us cleaned up, he's got something else to ask me. I can see it on his face before he even opens his mouth, and part of me gets ready to kill his mood. Would it be all right if I asked you to lick up the cum from my body, please? There it is. Well, the simple answer, no. How many times have you ordered a hammer in a hardware store and just expected the nails to come free? I got my rates, and you can order them whatever you'd like. Complicated answer. It doesn't cost me nothing just to lean in and lick it up. If I know that I can squeeze out that 30 bucks just to suck up some cum, I'm gonna do it. But this fox has been cute, and he did say please, which I probably only hear once a week or so at most. I crawl over and say in a low, seductive growl, Sure, why not? He's lucky I like him. Leaning over, I reach down and begin lapping up the pools of cum in his fur. He's a tad salty, but otherwise pleasant tasting. And the best part is the feel of the soft fur touching against my nose and the closeness of his body while I'm crawling over him. Something about this feels right, natural, and sort of secure. As I'm cleaning up the last drops from his chest, he's staring down at me with these beautiful crystal eyes. I smile back, feeling flushed in the cheeks. The magic hangs only for a second until I make out the lusty smile curving up his lips and the arched eyebrow. Oh, hello again. His stiffness is rubbing against my belly, and before I can even get back into position, he's diving for his phone on the nightstand. I chuckle as I pull my pants off the bench and give him five stars so he can order me one more time. See, it pays to throw in a little something-something on the side. After accepting his request, I toss my phone to the side and dive into the fox for one more round. Hey, not a bad start to my day if I say so myself. This was the first of two parts of I'm Just Your Stud by Dirt Coyote, read for you by Kaki, your faithful fireside companion. Tune in next time to find out how the stud finishes his day in the city and works his way back home. As always, you can find more stories on the web at thevoice.dog or find the show wherever you get your podcasts. Thank you for listening to The Voice of Dog.